The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. We do the digging so you don't have to. We've got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bringing you the biggest stories from the industry you care about. This is the Media Noise Podcast. Well, let's hear it. Now, here's your host, Dimitri Ravanos. Welcome, and thank you so much for spending time with me today here on Media Noise. Uh, I'm going to start the show the way I start every show, asking you to please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on whatever platform it is you are hearing this podcast on. It is the only way more people go about finding uh, this show. So it's been a busy week, right? Uh, Garrett and JB have both been at the NAB, and that means more we- uh, more work has fallen on me and on Arky Shea in order to keep the sites up and running, and that's fine. Listen, a big thank you to everybody uh, that went up to JB and said, hello, everybody that introduced themselves uh, to Garrett Seawright. Like, it makes me feel good to hear about the way those guys were received uh, and and were treated by everybody they met at the NAB. I, I think that's awesome. It really makes me feel good to hear about these stories that kind of tell you what the standing of BSM is now. When I started with JB back in 2017, um, all of what we are now was just kind of a dream. It was a vision. I shouldn't say a dream because it it was a vision JB had, but we didn't quite know how we were going to get there. And now uh, here we are. But the result of a busier workload is it was hard to find time to record this week. So I couldn't really pin down any of the writers. So this is just going to be you and me. A dialogue in which you don't really get to speak unless you want to press pause on your player and shout back uh, at the uh, at the phone, at the computer, at whatever device it is uh, you are listening to this show on. And I think there's really only one subject worth doing the 15-minute deep dive on this week, and that is the new contracts for everybody on the TNT Inside the NBA crew. Now, obviously, the biggest story is and will be Charles Barkley. That is the part of this story we're going to devote the most time to but I think one of the interesting things you know Arky wrote an interesting piece at the site this week saying that despite the fact that Chuck has a new contract despite the fact that he is I guess technically signed for 10 years don't really expect him to be on TV for all of those 10 years he does very much sound like somebody who is ready to be done with the daily grind of the media. And and look, I mean, I think all of us that work in the media know it is absolutely a fun career. From the outside, nobody can ever understand why we might have complaints about this job, but it is work, right? And when you have a profile like Charles Barkley does, uh, work seemingly never stops. So it is understandable that he is still thinking about uh, being done sooner rather than later. I do think one thing that is really interesting, Charles Barkley talked about this with Dan Patrick on his show earlier this week. He said that TNT came to him and said that we need you until we are done negotiating uh, for the next round of NBA rights. And, And that brings up two very interesting things in my mind. First of all, what does Charles Barkley mean to the NBA? Through no fault of the NBA's own, although 
the NBA certainly has not shied away from politics and the uh, culture wars, cultural divide, et cetera, et cetera. The NBA has become a flashpoint, right? The conservative media has really used the NBA as a punching bag over the last few years. And Charles Barkley has given the NBA a face that is universally liked, if not beloved, right? And so that is not to say that Charles Barkley is a bulletproof shield for or a bulletproof vest for the NBA. Uh, but certainly he is somebody that can deliver the NBA's message, allow the NBA to work on these sorts of campaigns like the one with former President Obama to get the African-American community vaccinated against COVID-19 without it becoming all about, oh, you do business with China or, oh, you do business with et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I do think that Charles Barkley does matter to the NBA brass in that way. The other thing that that comment about TNT needing Barkley to stay with them through the end of contract negotiations with the NBA, I, you know, I, I sometimes this, this flummoxes me, right? Sometimes networks, and look, I'm all for talent getting paid. I, I want to see every talent of every level, whether you are, you know, Barkley level elite or truly terrible, I still want to see you get paid. Not enough people are good enough at this job uh, to warrant those big paychecks. So whoever gets them, I celebrate, right? I don't think TNT values itself properly to the NBA. And maybe part of that is Discovery coming in and buying the Turner Networks, uh, now part of that Warner Brothers Discovery uh, company, don't really get that historically. Um, TNT has not gone out and chased the NFL. TNT is the only network the NBA is going to find where the NBA is going to be the priority, period. TNT, thanks to, you know, the Warner Brothers Discovery deal with HBO Max, is set up to be the NBA streaming partner through HBO Max. I, I think that TNT certainly having Charles Barkley strengthens their position, but I that comment does make me wonder how much the brass at Warner Brothers Discovery realizes just how important TNT is to the NBA because I think they're going to discover once we get into these negotiations yes the NBA does want a streaming exclusive package they really do like every other league they want their streaming only game that becomes a third source of revenue with broadcast rights for the league but that's never going to trump ESPN and TNT and even though the finals are played on ABC even though ESPN gets a big chunk of the playoffs NBA is just part of the portfolio at ESPN yes TNT now has the NHL and TBS has Major League Baseball but the centerpiece of all of Turner Sports will always be the NBA and I don't think that is lost on the league I'm I'm surprised and again I'm just going based off of what Barkley said I am surprised it appears to be lost on the bosses uh at TNT the other part of this uh story that I think is really interesting is the value right Andrew Marchand reporting that this deal could be worth up to 200 million dollars for Charles Barkley and whenever a broadcaster gets this kind of money we all ask the same question. Oh, is he worth it? And, you know, Dan Patrick has said before that Charles Barkley is the most valuable person in sports media. Actually, I believe it was John Skipper that said that on Dan Patrick's show. And I tend to agree. I think that if Fox is going to give Tom Brady $37.5 per year, 
if ESPN is going to give Troy Aikman 17 million a year, CBS giving Romo 17 million a year for games that we were going to watch anyway, certainly Charles Barkley is worth at least 20 million a year to be on a show that does not have the benefit of a lot of being a live game, right? If you're a football fan, like Thursday night football is the ultimate example. Those games are bad, right? Uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet are fine. They're perfectly fine in the booth. In fact, they're better than fine. I think they are very good. But the fact that people are watching those games have way more to do with the NFL and with gambling than with Kirk and Al. Now, that's not to take anything away from those guys or anybody else that I mentioned beforehand uh, either, except for Tom Brady, who we don't even know whether or not he's good yet. Uh, My point is that... You know, you turn on, you, you just off the top of my head, I think next week the Bucks and Nets are playing, right? If you're a basketball fan, you are going to watch for the Bucks and Nets. There's no guarantee you're going to watch for the 30 minutes before tip-off unless somebody like Charles Barkley is present. Unless you know that Charles, Shaq, Kenny, uh, and Ernie are going to be there to entertain you. That is the value not just of Charles Barkley, although especially of Charles Barkley, but it is the value of Inside the NBA. Inside the NBA has become appointment television in a way almost no other pregame show can claim to be. Not even College Game Day. College Game Day is so big now, right? It's a three-hour show. There is no moment that you feel like you can't miss, right? There's, there's, There are very few people that cannot miss a second of college game day. That's not the case with inside the NBA, man. TNT has built something really special and all of those guys are worth their new paychecks, but specifically Charles Barkley, because A, Barkley is the guy that pop culture wise, we are all tuning in for, but B, I I don't know, even with the amount of love that Time Warner, or excuse me, that Warner Brothers Discovery is giving Draymond Green. The NBA on TNT crew clearly has big plans for Draymond Green. You do not give a guy a a love letter to a sucker punch, I think is the best way to describe what we saw on uh, on Tuesday night. You don't do that for a guy unless he is a big, big part of your future plans. But I don't know that the company can really sit there and honestly tell you, oh, we are so invested in Draymond because we know he is the next Barkley. Charles Barkley is such a unique phenomena um, that I think in part is about when he played, right? We know too much about Draymond Green now. We've seen Draymond Green, like back when Charles Barkley played, we weren't looking at a situation where every single game was on television and every single thought he had was put out through Twitter, podcasts, whatever the case may be. The air of mystery added to that bad boy image that it was always like, man, Charles Barkley is a tough, gruff dude, but also we never saw the true ugliness uh, of Charles Barkley's drinking, gambling, etc. The way we saw of Draymond Green's sucker punch. And look, in terms of inside the NBA, I am a I'm a huge fan of Shaq, right? I've got a piece, if you are listening to this on Friday when it comes out, I've got a piece coming out on Monday that is about Shaq and other people like him that are sort of that 
um I, I say clown and I mean that as a as a a term of respect like they are the element you just cannot account for what they are going to do next uh on their pregame show sets I think that is really important I think that is part of what makes inside the NBA fun even he is not set up to be the next Barkley like he's he's not set up to sort of take on all of the responsibilities that Charles Barkley does for that show. And I, I think that's fine. I really do. I think Charles Barkley is such a unique entity that you cannot reasonably believe anybody else could just slide right in and do that, which I think is sort of where I want to end today because I checked out the Marshand and Oran podcast this week. And they jokingly asked Pedro Martinez when he was going to get his Charles Barkley level contract. They do work for the same company after all, right? Um, I do wonder how much the Turner sports folks think about needing that Barkley element on each of their studio shows because Pedro is great. Paul Bissonette on uh, NHL. I have no idea what the NHL show is called. NHL on TNT. Biz is, Biz is terrific. Like, I don't even like hockey, and I will watch that show because I like the element he brings. Um, again, you really need to read my piece on Monday about the clowns of the pregame show because I, I think it is an element that makes these shows better. I'm not going to say much more, but, you know, stay tuned for Monday. But anyway, I, I think that you have a dude like Biz who came up through Barstool. You have a dude on game day, obviously not a TNT property, but still another big pregame show. There's a reason they go out and add Pat McAfee, whether you like him or not. He brings that element to game day. Another dude that came up through the barstool uh, system. Barkley is just naturally that dude, man. And, and certainly I think Biz and McAfee are just kind of naturally that dude as well. But the naturally that dude is so few and far between. I think it is a mantle or an expectation that can really damage a guy if it gets hung on him. Pedro Martinez is an excellent analyst. Pedro Martinez is not uh, Charles Barkley. Pedro Martinez is not Shaq. He's, he's, he is very honest. He's a very good uh, X and O explainer of baseball. I think it was on that same podcast. He called himself, he said, I'm a geek for all things baseball. That's not who Barkley is, man. Barkley talks to you about basketball the way guys at a bar would talk about basketball. That is his gift. And look, if you are Turner or uh, Turner Sports, if you are ESPN, if you are an agent and you can find a whole gaggle of guys that have the gift of talking to and explaining sports to the audience like that, more power to you, but it is not easy. And to me, that is why unquestionably Barkley is the most valuable analyst in sports media. And, uh, and like at 20 million a year, if that's what this works out to a 10 year deal that could be worth up to 200 million, dude, TNT got an absolute steal because nobody's pregame show for any sport is as important as Inside the NBA is, particularly because of that guy. This concludes our broadcast day. Thanks for listening to the Media Noise Podcast with Dimitri Ravanos. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. And check back soon for new episodes. To stay up to date on the latest sports media happenings, visit BarrettSportsMedia.com.